You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello, we are very grateful for our regular listeners, and if this is your first visit, thank you for joining us for a mindful moment. While most of us feel we're doing pretty well just to survive these days, we want you to thrive. We want to help you tap into your full potential, and that starts with a foundation in mindfulness. Mindfulness improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. You can live a better life and we'll help you discover how along the way. So let's get started. My birthday was this week and I always use this time of year to reflect on where I am now and where I want to go next. I also always love hearing comments from people around this time, even if they don't know it's my birthday. The birthday just provides me with a different perspective to listen from. So where am I now? It's pretty amazing, actually. After working solo for five years to get work to live off the ground, I'd make good progress in building our framework, delivering quality services, and in building a firm foundation but I had gone as far as I could go on my own. There are, after all, only so many hours in a day. Inviting others to join me in my adventure was a little scary. I'd worked really hard to get things where they were, but I was only responsible for me up to that point. If I failed, it would only affect me, but adding staff was a whole new level of commitment and responsibility. There'd be no just walking away now. It was about more than just me. Despite these fears, my instincts told me, just do it. So I did. And what a blessing. Thanks to such a great team, we have what is turning out to be a great online coaching certification program, this podcast, a regular blog, hundreds of workshop presentations, lots of clients, several projects in the mix, And we've now launched an online book club and our first animated video is up on YouTube. It's all fantastic from a business perspective, but much more importantly, it's miraculous from a personal perspective. 
just a little over 10 years ago, I was a business consultant and accountant. I didn't like my life very much. And it wasn't that it was horrible or anything, but I felt somewhat disappointed. I started thinking, is this all there is? Get up, go client to client, doing pretty much the same thing every day, go home, eat, watch TV, go to bed. I didn't even choose business or accounting as a career. I'm sure there are business consultants and accountants out there that chose those careers and love them. But I just got a job because I needed money, happened to do it well, kept getting promoted or better jobs in that field, and somehow ended up with a career I didn't choose for almost 30 years. And I'm probably not alone. Then one day, I started learning what I now teach and thought, just do it. The Nike commercials had been out for many years, so I don't think I was hearing Nike in my head. I think I had just hit the proverbial wall. So I started designing what a life I would love would look like. It was very scary to give up a financially comfortable situation. Very scary to think if I failed, I might end up homeless and destitute. Very scary to be judged by many people who had previously respected me and thought I was having some sort of midlife crisis. And the most terrifying of all, to give up something I knew I was good at to venture into a space where I was sure I had no idea what I was doing. But just do it became my mantra. Terror of public speaking? Absolutely. But just do it. I was so nervous the first time I thought I'd pass out, but I just ran that mantra through my head the whole time. Just do it. And honestly, a second one that said, it will be over soon. Of course, once I'd done it the first time, it got easier and easier. Coach a person with a major challenge? Who was I to do this? But just do it. Create and deliver a workshop? Just do it. Speak at a mental health conference? Just do it. Produce a podcast, even though I'd never done anything like that and had no idea about microphones and sound editing and interfaces and... Just do it. I share this with you because I think lots of people have lots of fears, just like me, but they don't always hear that voice saying, just do it, or they ignore it because it's too scary. But here's the deal. The fear isn't real. No physical harm could come to me from making a bad recording or a bad video. I've done both, and I'm still here. I knew that even if I didn't do a great job in my first coaching sessions, I wouldn't cause harm because I'm a caring person. And now I have a thriving coaching practice. Screw up a presentation in front of 200 professionals? Been there, done that. And guess what? I'm still asked to speak at conferences. So what's the real fear? It's just the ego, and the ego doesn't serve us very well most of the time. The ego wants us to do everything perfectly, but how can we do anything even well if we don't practice first? Michael Jordan has a video that we use in one of our workshops where he apologizes to young athletes for making it look easy. He describes how hard he had to work and practice before he got it right, which of course no one remembers. We seem to be hardwired to fail before we succeed. Look at any baby trying to learn to walk. Failure after failure after failure. And then, whether it's the 50th time or the 1,000th time, we make it. We teeter across a floor to our parents' squeals and walk. The only difference between us as babies and us as adults is that babies aren't aware of their egos. 
When we override the ego and just do it, we enter an entirely new world. It's exciting and fun and, yes, even scary. But scary like riding a roller coaster, not like literally jumping off a cliff. When you just do it, you discover what you really love and what you really don't like. That allows you not to do the things you really don't like again, but more importantly, gives you the freedom to not only do the things you find out you love, but the freedom to try pretty much anything. That's really living. That's thriving. I'm sure some of you are saying, but it took you 10 years. I don't want to invest 10 years in changing. Well, first of all, it didn't take me 10 years to do anything. It's not about the destination, but the journey, and I'll be on this journey until I die. So that's a lot longer than 10 years. Second, those 10 years will pass regardless of what we're doing. So why not be doing something we're enjoying, where we're learning and growing, and where we're happier? And finally, with the first three months perhaps being the exception because I had no income and was getting pretty nervous, I started feeling the changes and seeing results pretty quickly. That's motivating, and that's the way it works. Once you start just doing it, you start feeling empowered and courageous and hopeful. I mentioned in the beginning of this that I also pay extra attention to what people say as the clock is turning another year, and I was surprised and delighted with two comments in particular in the last two weeks from two different people. In my 1.0 version, people described me as hardworking, sensible, rational, and perfect, which I took pride in at the time, but which is such a terrible label. I had more than one person refer to me as a tough old bird, even in my 20s. This week, enjoying my 2.0 version, one person watching one of my videos said, it's like watching Mr. Rogers. It's so calming and reassuring. And another person said I was like Mary Poppins. That's a transformation that could only come about by just doing it over and over, pushing through the fear and dipping into a discomfort zone that your ego tells you will kill you, but in fact is absolutely safe. The sky doesn't fall. The embarrassment passes. The learning value is tremendous. And your confidence, which is not the same as ego, soars. Which, of course, allows you to do it again, over and over, in the direction you want your life to go. We talked about self-limiting beliefs in the last episode and how to begin to overcome them. But what if you took it a step further? What's one thing that you've been afraid to try? It doesn't matter if it's big or small, whether anyone else will ever know you did it, or everyone will know instantly because it's online. Just think of one thing you've always been afraid to try. When you think about the fear, what are you really afraid of? Is it what other people will think? Is it what you will think of yourself? What's the worst that could happen outside of being embarrassed or failing? Being embarrassed is feeding into a system of only doing what you think others will approve of. But they aren't living your life you are. Failing is something that every successful person will tell you is a necessity to succeed. Life is short. 
We can play small and never reach our potential, or we can play big and sometimes stumble. Actually, we will stumble. It's the only way we learn. But it only hurts our ego. Otherwise, you'll find you're just fine. What's something you want to try but are afraid to? Picture it. Now just do it. It's the main difference between surviving and thriving, and I promise, thriving is much more meaningful and fulfilling. So really, just do it. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. The next cohort for our Dynamic Coaching Certification Program starts May 30th, 2020. The course will strengthen your self-awareness, leadership skills, coaching skills, and provide you with insights and tools to be more resilient, confident, and successful. Check it out on our website at worktoliveproductions.com. Be sure to check out our reading list on the book club page, too. We're having monthly live Facebook events to review various books that can profoundly change your life. March is Louise Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life. Join in on the conversation on March 18th at 6 p.m. on Facebook at Work, the number two, live. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your other favorite podcast outlets. We'd also truly appreciate you taking a few seconds to rate this podcast so that others can find us. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Meteorite Productions. Reflection music, Bike Sharing to Paradise, by Dan Bowden. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>